Hello, welcome to Error Code Coffee. Hi, guys. And we have uh, the results of something very special here. Yes, we also have coffee. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I have coffee. He he doesn't. He, he's just faking it. <laughs> no, I do like coffee, and yeah. I drink coffee. Yeah, you already drank, drank like half a... Or a cup and a half. A cup and a half, yeah, exactly. So no more coffee for me. It's just water. Yeah, wow. But nice. I'm pretending. Yeah. So cheers. And enjoy. Nice. Cold water. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, we got um, the results from uh, Stack Overflow. Uh, it's, uh, what, do you, what do you call it? Survey. Developer survey results. Yeah. 2019. How they call it? Uh, or was it again? Stack. Uh, state of. State, state of stack. State of the stack. Yeah. It's, it's kind of, uh, you know. <laughs> it's a little st- wink yeah, to state of JS. Yeah, I, 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 I wanted to say stolen, but uh, yeah, I think it's more like a nice wink to uh, state of js mm-hmm. but uh, yeah the results are in from uh, the survey and uh yeah it's uh, an interesting list of uh, uh results i guess so own um, nearly ninety thousand developers uh, uh entered the survey yep and uh you know we're just gonna walk you through the some interesting facts i guess mm-hmm. yeah there are a few things we found interesting mm-hmm. i mean the whole survey result is kind of fun to browse through yeah um it's just that we don't have we don't want to waste your time yeah that's why let's go <laughs> uh do you want to start with uh, your first little tidbit of info yeah that's the developer type yeah so i'm gonna just search because it's a huge list yeah and it's not i mean it's kind of weirdly categorized sometimes so, um, mm-hmm. yeah, but uh, do you have the list? Yeah, I have it here. All right. So what am I looking at here? Three tabs. That's usually how they show every result, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So the first tab is all respondents, which is, if you look down here, it says like 81,335 responses. And then you have the United States unweighted. That's basically, they use the two last tabs to kind of uh, make a better ratio. Yeah. Uh, it's like, um, I don't know, there's symbolic. This is what our country looks like. Yeah. And uh, the last tab actually uh, is kind of interesting as well because they weight, uh, like weight with a, with a scale. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they weight the, um, the results uh, according to the gender. So a female result will probably uh, have a, a higher, like it's multiplied by a certain amount mm-hmm. to have a higher, like, um, to to get a higher value in the results. Yeah. So it, it's it's interesting because you will see that uh, females, on average, responded a lot less. Like yeah, it was like seven point nine percent of all the responses were yeah. female. Yeah. Yeah. And to actually make like if for example, if fifty percent of the responses were female, it should it would have looked like this. Yeah. That that's kind of what they're trying to achieve in the third tab. Yeah, otherwise it would kind of be well un, unskilled or how do you call it unbalanced. unbalanced yeah. yeah. So that's basically what the tabs are for. Mm-hmm. And um, w- which tabs are we so, going to look at now? Yeah, just uh, all respondents. So w- w- what I noticed as soon as I saw the developer type uh, tab is that mm-hmm. uh, full stack developer is the highest percentage of all the people who um, joined the survey, mm-hmm. uh, and it's at fifth. 
51.9%. Yeah. So for me, that sounds you know, interesting. It's really high. So apparently a lot of developers don't really focus in back or front end, but they just do everything. And it doesn't show it here, but I'm kind of curious what their level is exactly. Well, the expertise level. Yeah, because uh, yeah. you know, a lot of times full stack developers are not necessarily great in both uh, areas. Mm-hmm. Normally they specialize in one and then take the other one as a like a bonus. I have a like if you look at the percentages, mm-hmm. if you add them up. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, higher than yeah, uh, so hundreds. Yeah, I, I'm guessing they were uh, checkboxes, so you could mu- multiple, you could choose, uh, yeah, multiple yeah. titles for yourself. And I feel like the full stack developers, like on average, would choose to be backend more often, or maybe there's more more often backend. Yeah, I don't know. That's yeah. kind of difficult because also uh, front end developers in general were less uh, pronounced in yeah. this whole survey. Mm. So. Um, I mean, if you look at the percentage, the front end has uh, 32.8%. And I don't know what percentage of that was um, also a full stack developer or is also a full stack developer. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. Yeah. But it was just interesting to me that full stack was the highest number and um, uh, backend is followed by uh, 50%. Yeah. Um, so th- there's on average more backend developers in general. Yeah. And maybe the percentage of full stack means you're like uh, enough you have enough proficiency in back end and front end mm. so well, again right? that that depends right i mean there are again full stack developers who uh, focus more on one who, who are really back end developers but you know they yeah. know html and they sometimes edit some css or something and then they call themselves full stack developer nothing wrong yeah. with that necessarily but i mean they would pick the second title back end and not front end if they yeah. if they selected multiple boxes yes i don't mm. i don't know how the survey looked um mm-hmm. so yeah i don't know yeah that's kind of interesting um uh, the, yeah there's also a lot of um uh, mobile developers uh, and um, desktop or enterprise application developers. So that's also kind of yeah weird. Like, I mean, desktop or enterprise, I'm pretty sure enterprise means any kind of bigger business-related uh, yeah. company. I mean, enterprise application sounds like, uh, what do you call it, those, um, uh, what's the name again? This the system tools, you know? Yeah, um, probably. They, they, they built in-house. Um, I don't think per se that, like for example, SaaS companies. Yeah, that's what I mean. That that they could offer their services to an enterprise. Mm. For example, I, I'm I'm just saying something here. Like um, I don't know, T-Mobile. They use a SaaS service to respond to uh, like contact forms. Yeah, and it it could be considered considered an enterprise ap- application. So I, I think that's what I mean. Yeah. The, yeah. So. It's not weird because you know half of the world uh, of IT is based on around yeah enterprises yeah of course but I mean a lot of those enterprise applications I mm. think are like web applications so they should fall under backend and frontend I guess well that's the thing I, I'm pretty sure this was a multiple choice yeah uh, question it's so. kind of yeah it's kind of weird that you can't see uh, like a, a more specialized or mm. more detailed information about uh, the results but. Uh, yeah, but I, I think uh, it, it's not very surprising what's here. Just I would I would say developer and mobile is kind of low. Mm. That's the only thing that I found very surprising is well, what's developer mobile? It's, it's only, eighteen eighteen point one. Yeah. yeah, like 
if you're a if you're a front-end developer you should always have that in your repertoire i guess yeah but i think they're specifically talking about applications yeah like uh how do you call it yeah like swift and uh mm -hmm. yeah okay like java and swift application java for android and swift for uh, uh ios mm -hmm. and uh, i'm pretty sure you know it, it's still growing maybe yeah I kind of wish they also had the last year's results so we could compare. Yeah. Um, but yeah. It, it, yeah, yeah. It's not very surprising. Uh, it's not surprising, results. but I was just kind of interested that uh, full stack is uh, pretty high. Yeah. Um, I mean, just to be safe, you press full stack. As I, I would have never press that. But yeah. even though I know some PHP and I know it does mm -hmm. some backend work sometimes, yeah. but still, I don't call myself a full stack developer. But yeah, that in, makes in sense. Um, yeah, but also what's kind of interesting is the uh, the other types of uh, education. Um, mm -hmm. Let's see, other types of education, yeah. So they talk about um, in what kind of way you, you learn uh, new languages, for example. And 85.5% uh, says they taught themselves a new language framework or tool without taking a formal course. So yeah. it's just uh, building like a like your own project um, with mm -hmm. a new language and learning yeah. it that way. Internet tutorials or something like. Well, there's a different step for that because, or a different uh, results because sixty point one percent says they uh, take an online course in programming or software development. Mm -hmm. So I assume they use like um, uh, how do you call it, um, Code Academy or mm -hmm. one of those uh, websites. Uh, yeah. But like uh, teaching yourself a new language mm. without taking a course, um, I would still like you, you probably will have to start somewhere. And most of the times, if I would learn a new language, I would start either at a tutorial uh, or something like that. So yeah, I don't think tutorials are part of online courses. No, no. I mean, um, the, the 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 most the highest number the 85.5 mm -hmm. percent yeah uh, i think they are talking about you know people who do learn yeah. that way and it's also how i do it um yeah. you know you read some tutorials or you read some you know information about how mm -hmm. you should do something and then you just build something but still it feels like or it is self-thought you don't yeah. like just make up code and then hope it works yeah. i would say um you know the difference between self-taught and not self-taught is like you, you don't have a preset curriculum like a way to learn mm. uh you don't have uh, like a like like a drip feeder <laughs> that <laughs> feeds you the right amount of information uh. and most courses and uh, schools and education stuff they kind of have their own curriculum like you need to know this at this point yeah. to understand this part mm. while self-taught you can define your own way how do you, how you get to that point yeah it's also a lot more flexible of course to learn mm -hmm. uh, your yourself um in the comfort of your own home and you know but um I, I would say though like if i was responding to this mm -hmm. um i would probably press as a result uh, as an answer i would press self-taught mm. but um i would always try to you know compare myself to what i should have learned mm. after i've actually already learned a bit of the language so i would do a course after a while of uh, self-teaching yeah <laughs> if you understand what i mean so i'm kind of uh trying to see if i've learned enough to actually understand 
what's happening in one of those online courses. Yeah. And even now, like I've done a code academy after five years of understanding a language just mm. to be sure that, hey, am I missing something that's very, that's taught? Yeah, it's also uh, kind of nice to yeah. see how other people are learning yeah. your language. Mm -hmm. um, and maybe if you miss something, I guess. Yeah, sometimes I feel like something very easy uh, if you learned how to do it. Mm. Uh, like languages are that kind of thing is if you know the exact same exact syntax, exact library to use, mm. you're going to have a lot less work to do. Yeah. And that's exactly what, what you learn in one of those courses, I yeah. feel like. So it's it's a really good tool, in my opinion, to use both techniques. I agree. Um, what was also kind of interesting is that um, a lot of people um, participated in a hackathon and learned a new language that way. Yeah, 25.5%, right? Yeah, that's, no, 26%. Uh, Oh wait, what? That's how they learned language? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's kind of weird. I'm not. I mean, can can you call that learning a new language? I mean, you you probably learned something, and I don't know. It's probably not a hackathon that takes like two hours. Um, there are of course hackathons who take like weeks or a week, yeah, I guess, or multiple three days. days. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So in that case, sure, you can learn a new language. In that, yeah, but is that learning a new language? Exactly. That's that's kind of that, you know, that's like knowing what a book is about. Yeah, because you read a summary. Yeah, but there are people who think that that is enough to learn or say they have learned a new language. Yeah. I guess. I mean, if they are, for example, <laughs> I, I would. I'm imagining someone who hops from one hackathon to another mm. and uh, chooses a language. Like this year, I'm going to learn, I don't know, Unity. Yeah. So I'm going to join every hackathon and put Unity to work. Yeah. Is that how they do? <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, three days, even a week is not enough for most languages. I, I, I don't know those people. so. But uh, it's interesting because I would say the way they learn mm. is um, during a hackathon is very different. Yeah. So I guess if you're picking up a new language and you're at a hackathon, you're actually going to focus on, like, how do I make this exactly? Yeah. So it's a lot of... Um, copy-pasting. Uh, yeah, a lot of copy-pasting, a lot of looking up how to do something and yeah. just, you know, taking it and not really learning yeah. necessarily the basics, how the It's like an IKEA, works. IKEA furniture. Yeah, I if, guess. If you're trying to make your furniture, you're not going to, you know, do... You won't learn woodwork, I guess, yeah. but, you know, you can... You follow some schematics. Yeah, then you have, a, like, a new cabinet or something. <laughs> it's just, yeah. I don't know. So when I have a question, hey, how did you do this? You say, yeah, look at the schematics. <laughs> I, I'm kind of, you know, I'm curious, though. Yeah. Um, but, again, the details are not that explicit or, you know, in detail. It's kind of, yeah. So is there a big difference between all respondents and professional developers? Um, not, not a really. lot. I, I, I was looking at um, the difference between those. And um, let's see, where did it go? No, there's literally nothing shifts in the list. And it's no. only like 1% difference or something. Yeah, so, um, but I mean, what what is a professional developer? That's also kind of the question, right? Well, th that's the cool thing is, if you're a professional developer, you're also mostly self-taught. Hmm. You're Right? Like, that's their way of educating themselves. Well, yeah, but the percentage is the same almost yeah. at both sides, so I don't know. But, yeah, we'll come it's to that, right? Because I found, uh, I wanted to talk about one other thing. Mm. Uh, what What's on my list, the first point? Um, years coding professionally. Yeah, years of coding 
wait here's coding professionally yeah yeah here we go so i found this this little result kind of interesting and the and the one underneath years of professional coding experience by developer type yeah so uh, yeah years coding professionally um 41 percent say they have less than five years yeah of uh, experience mm-hmm um with coding profe- what, what is professionally though so professionally is when you get paid okay to, to code and um there was another result i can't really yeah i think the years since learning to code the one above it so it's all underneath developer profile number three experience mm. so that whole result um uh, like that section of the results is kind of interesting to me because you'll learn that um, a lot of like 20 percent 20 and a half percent of all developers mm. have less than five years of experience yeah and if you go to professional developers you'll see that 13.4 percent only has than uh, less than five years so in the first five years mm-hmm. you have uh you know there's seven percent chance that you won't find a job <laughs> <laughs> i guess I, I don't know if you can like <laughs> it's not a direct yeah you can't comparison be com- yeah but uh, i get what you what you're saying <laughs> or you could say that if you're a professional developer you need at least five to nine years of experience in order to have a decent chance to find a job yeah yeah maybe uh, because 31.3 percent and up mm. like so 13.4 percent less than five years yeah yeah but uh, again what is it i mean they say it's when you get a job i guess but yeah like when you get paid for your coding or yeah, development. I, I don't know. It's I mean, I would consider that like if you if you have to put a label on what is a professional something. Yeah, I guess that fits fine. Yeah, you have to make a, you know, you have to f- find a line somewhere. Yeah. And it makes sense that, hey, if you get paid, maybe your skill level is not enough, but you're professional enough to actually make, you know, to, to have people pay you to do your job. Yeah. Um, and I, f- I feel like you're experienced enough in some form or, or another to, mm. you know, bribe people to hire you. <laughs> uh, but uh, what I found interesting is that still uh, professional uh, people who, who code, you have to have a lot of experience. And um, if you have less than five years of experience, you're, you know, if you look at the years coding professionally, mm there are more than, there's almost like 40% of people who code less than five years. Yeah, so there are a whole bunch of new developers yeah. uh, right now, um, well, developing. Yeah. A lot of young young blood. Yeah, and that's, that's kind of interesting to see because I think the rise of all these new frameworks and stuff is mm. kind of correlated. Yeah. Because uh, the, the more that new people join a specific field, the more that they want to innovate mm-hmm. and want to break through, you know, older ways of thinking, older ways of making things. Yeah. And I think, like, if this settles down, I don't know if it w- if it will, like, if it will have a, uh, like, a, a, almost like a wave. You can imagine a wave going, like, this f- five years, 
less than five years will shift down mm. and then uh, there will be less developers joining our field maybe I don't think there will be a wave though no I you think, think it's going to grow exponentially I think we'll, the of course it will kind of slide down and maybe mm. create a little bit of a wave but mm. there are still coming new developers right now yeah. so I think it'll, it'll just keep going mm-hmm. um, so you kind of keep the same shape probably yeah I think you will Okay. Um, what's also interesting that below there it says that um, let's see, developers who work with languages like uh, Visual Basic and some other stuff mm. um, have the most years of experience, and developers who work with frameworks or languages like Python and PHP have the fewest. You mean years of professional coding experience? Yeah, by developer type. No, so, right above there. Oh, above it. So. Um, Ah, it's right interesting here. that like Python and PHP are languages that new newbies uh, use the most. Mm. Um, I mean, it, it makes can, sense. It makes sense. Yeah, yeah. it's it really there are more accessible languages than uh, well, <laughs> as they say, Visual Basic and stuff like that. So I get that. Yeah, I feel like most of the other languages are part of a a stack, mm-hmm. and some of these other languages like Python, PHP, they are. You know, you don't need a, a bigger stack than that. You, you can already achieve most. You, you can do yeah. already a lot with just those uh, yeah. languages, yeah. I think that's actually one of the things I notice is as a as a professional, you know how your how your experience, how your how your specific expertise fits into a stack. Mm. And uh, if you're a newbie, uh, like a person who doesn't have a lot of experience you'll want to use that single language for almost everything. Yeah. So that's kind of interesting, I think, that the the more specific mm. the code, uh, like the language is, the more you'll find that being used by pro- professionals. Yeah. Uh, because they, they know that, hey, if I want to do this a better way, I would probably use something else. Yeah. Because right tool for the right job. Yeah, it is. And yeah, I'm not saying PHP can do it or something, but... It's kind of interesting to see that shift and like, hey, I'm I'm stopping using PHP or Python because yeah. I know this now. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They kind of move off of PHP and go into a new, you know, more mm. difficult language. Yeah, I wouldn't say difficult. It's just it's very specific. Uh, yeah, I mean specialized. That's yeah. what I was looking for. Yeah. Yeah, and that I find that really a funny shift because yeah. languages like PHP they can do a lot of things, but mm-hmm. they're very general languages like very abstract, very high-level languages, as they say. Mm-hmm. And the more you want to get out of your system, the lower level you will get. Yeah. And you'll find languages that compile to uh, assembly or like um, like actual <laughs> hardware code, almost. Mm. So, um, What was also interesting is this, uh, right above uh, years coding professionally, there's a little link going to experience is related to gender. Let me see that. Mm. Oh yeah. So if you if you look um, there, I clicked on it. Yeah. Yeah, you can see that um, men uh, have the highest. So f- between five and nine years, mm. um, they're the most men who yeah. develop. If you look at women, uh, they have wow almost almost it's just barely uh, less than mm-hmm. uh, less than five years of experience. Mm-hmm. So. Right now, there are more women who are learning to code uh, than there are men. If you like, kind of compare to the percentage, not the amount of force, but yeah. So the percentage of females mm. who have 
less or than new, five year yeah. experience yeah is is almost let's see like uh 32 less than five years is 32.2 percent yeah and then for men it's 19.3 percent yeah so that's that's huge but th- yeah. that means that a lot of women are right now joining or joining the yeah. uh, development fray <laughs> yeah <laughs> the mess <laughs> for the horde <laughs> no what it's too geeky why i don't know everybody knows warcraft mm, sure <laughs> anyway um it's interesting um and also if you look at um um men with the amount of experience compared to women um there are more men who have like between 10 to 15, uh, 14 years and 15 to 90 years mm. 19 years yeah. experience and then there are uh, women yeah it's it's uh, like that's kind of normal i think but what I find even more interesting is that there's a random cutoff well, at, at male. Like there's 20 to 24 has 8%, and then suddenly there's a shift from 25 to 29. Yeah, there's a, a huge yeah. gap or I don't know. And the same with uh, 35 to 39. Mm-hmm. There's also like that 1.5%. You can clearly see it's not an ex- exponential curve. Yeah. While with women... It it almost like follows a specific shape. Um, I don't know. I find that like there must be moments in time, like twenty five years ago. When was that actually? <laughs> it's like nineteen ninety five, where suddenly an influx of new developers came in, mm. and uh, forty years ago, uh, an influx of developers came in. So you can actually see when people started, you know, joining the fray. Yeah. As males and with women, it's less, you know, less visible. Um, if you look below the graph, it also says that um, let's see, um, the retention problems in the tech industry uh, is more pronounced for underrepresented groups. So women leave jobs in tech at a higher rate than men do. Mm. Um, women are twice as likely as men to have three years of coding experience or less. Okay. So, yeah, that's um, really interesting also. And I, I mean, again, this is, this is like a survey. It's not like uh, research or scientific yeah. research or whatever. But I'm I'm curious about why they leave more than men. Is it like the workplace they work at? Yeah. Is it all the developers where men developers where they work mm-hmm. with? You know, I, I don't... What's the reason they leave? They leave, yeah. yeah. I'm curious about stuff like that, but they don't state that here, so... I mean, they didn't ask about that, right? Right? Like, Yeah, I don't think they did. And also, it's kind of hard to, you know, kind of put no, that into graphic, I think. I think if you specifically ask, what's the reason you left your job, mm-hmm. and you have a list, yeah, uh, you can actually see, especially if you're putting your gender in the result as well, you can yeah. see that females will probably leave higher for that, than for that reason yeah. more than ma- males or maybe it's the same reason it's just they have a tendency to leave i don't know um, leave more often yeah maybe so what else do we have on our really cool information list whoa yeah so i also was uh, interested in the life outside work mm-hmm. um department oh yeah life outside what what, what does that mean is, um, what is life outside work <laughs> Is there life outside work? Um, I mean, it's interesting to see that um, uh, people who have children are less likely to um, also code as a hobby. 
Yeah, because uh, I'm right now looking at children and other dependents. Yeah, exactly. And what does that what does that show us right now? Um, if they have children, right? Yeah, if they have children, uh, it's like sixty one point one percent who says they don't. Um, what, let's see. Wait. Oh no, sixty one point one percent have no children or mm -hmm. under dependents. I, I say it, said it wrong. Um, so almost forty percent of all developers have a child or something. You know, respondents of this survey. Yeah. Let's <laughs> not all <laughs> yes. developers. Um, let's see. more. So over sixty percent of developers with ten or more years of professional coding mm. experience have children or other dependents. Where do you see that? Uh, in the text. Oh. So, so let's see. Um, sixty percent of people with more than ten years experience. So, I mean, I think that's probably like an an age thing, and not necessarily yeah. the code experience. I mean, it's not like when you reach ten years of experience, you suddenly want a child or something. But yeah, <laughs> um, I think th those people probably have more steady jobs. So, um, I think that they're more likely to get children. Mm -hmm. um, but where there was also something interesting about um let's see maybe find it on your list you know it's not there oh yeah but also some other thing i'm i'm kind of curious is uh underneath each you know little graph mm -hmm. you'll see how many responses there are yeah and they are they vary yeah i know graph. so is it because people leave halfway i don't know or is it because you can select I don't want to respond or something. Maybe. Hmm. I don't know. Um. So we can go to the, like the, the 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 most simple list, I guess. Yeah. Uh, that's the most popular technologies right most now. Most popular technologies. Wow. Yeah. That's so. Um. Yeah, it's kind of predictable, I think. Uh, JavaScript is uh, number one mm -hmm. with 67.8%, uh, um, followed by HTML and CSS yeah. with 63.5%. Mm -hmm. Also kind of interesting that they bunch that into one thing, though. Yeah. I mean, it, it kind of makes sense that if you know HTML, you also kind of know CSS, but still, uh, there might be people who don't really know CSS or yeah. HTML, and then they are also in that 63.5% group. Yeah, I so, feel like... For example, if you're a framework developer, mm. <laughs> we call them framework developers. Sure. I do at least. Yeah. But um, you know JSX. JSX is not HTML. Yeah. But, uh, is it? I mean, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of similar. You, okay. you at least know how tags work and stuff like that. So so what about what about uh, a Node developer who works with... Yeah. With... Um, what? Yeah. What, what's that server called again? What a node developer yeah. with? There's a node server, the HTTP server they use. I don't know. Yeah, you do. What? <laughs> like Express or something? Yes, yeah. Express. Um, you can actually do things with Express, but you, you can kind of do CSS with it. Mm. Like you can serve CSS with it and stuff, but you can actually manipulate the, the content of your response in the Express server. So you know HTML yeah. and JavaScript, but no CSS. Yeah, okay. So like, what are you then? And also... <laughs> I mean, uh, like, there's not defined um, mm -hmm. SCSS, yeah. for example, uh, or post-CSS or stuff like that. Yeah. It's just HTML and CSS. Yeah, I mean, it's like the front-end stack. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, if you use JavaScript and HTML, you're a front-ender, basically. Yeah. Right? 
but HTML, CSS, and SQL, SQL, you're probably a backender. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, this also kind of makes sense if you look at um, uh, these two, like JavaScript and HTML, that are the highest compared mm -hmm. to full stack developers. Um, because they also selected JavaScript and HTML and CSS, yeah. probably. Yeah. Uh, and also some kind of uh, backend language or other programming yeah. language. But so that's why also those other languages are a lot less um, prevalent. Yeah, because like Python is 41.7%. Yeah, but I, I got to say, um, maybe H, you know, JavaScript, HTML, CSS are things like entryways. Mm. Like people who start developing already know that kind of like it, it's yeah. it's not too hard to pick that up, so it doesn't matter if Wait. you're a full stack or whatever. Uh, oh yeah, you can also select professional developers, mm -hmm. but that's like pretty much the same. Yeah, only TypeScript shifts <laughs> with C plus plus. Oh yeah, but that's and Kotlin with eh. with some other yeah all those percentages down there. You, you can kind of yeah. forget about that, but um, can I say something else as well? What is I feel like people who use this website, you mm. know, Stack Overflow, that's something we talked about in a um, State of JS podcast. Yeah. You know, uh, if you're, if you are one of the respondents of the survey, mm. you're probably already a user or you're somewhat, you know, this website. Yeah. And what I find even more interesting is if they put this all into relation to uh, what subcategory of Stack Overflow they use. Mm. No, because Stack Overflow is not only about web development. It's also yeah. about other languages. But those those uh, Stack Overflow groups have their own uh, website Yeah, most of the time. And Stack Overflow itself is like a, a complete, you know, it's, it's like, it's like um, I don't know, you know, like a hub uh -huh. to other groups, right? And I feel like people who use Stack Overflow probably are most of... Of, of the times, uh, you know, front-end developer or a web developer in some way. You can kind of see that when you go to a community and um, site use. Um, okay. It says like 0.6% uh, of um, Stack Overflow visitors have never visited the site before. Mm. Um, but, I mean, the most are uh, multiple times per day, uh, daily or almost daily, a few yeah. times per week. So mm -hmm. it's a lot of, you know, People who always finish it, mm -hmm. um, and also the amount of um, when when did you first visit Stack Overflow? Oh, there, that's is, interesting. It's really high in. Uh, I mean, the older it gets, so there they don't receive a lot of new um, developers compared to uh, old developers. I guess. I guess 2019 isn't done yet, though. But the last yeah, few but years, it's a. Decline. 2018 yeah. was uh, 3.2 percent. Yeah, and it's a it's a declining graph. Yeah, definitely. But it's interesting to see. Um, or people who have just learned about this language are amnesiacs. <laughs> well, <laughs> they like don't remember. 12.4 percent <laughs> says I don't remember when I first visited Stack Overflow. <laughs> so yeah. Now, I personally also don't remember, but I'm guessing around 2012 or something. Mm, okay, I think I, I was earlier, but. Uh, I'm not sure. I don't, I don't remember. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I I would find it really interesting if we could have a, you know, I use this for this language. I use Stack Overflow for this language. Yeah. Uh, because the respondents, you know, the percentage they picked, HTML, CSS, JavaScript. That's I think it's 
very um, correlated with who is using the website. Mm -hmm. If you would put this survey on a, I don't know, uh, like a Rust forum, <laughs> nobody would, you know, it would be completely different. Yeah. And maybe you will have less results, like less respondents, but you'll definitely have a different view on who are, who are developers. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I kind of miss that. Yeah, that's true. Um, it's the same thing with state of JS. Mm -hmm. They're asking questions about JavaScript to people who actually care about JavaScript. Yeah. So it's it's biased in it, some way. It is. Yeah, that's that's always tough with these kind of surveys, I guess. Um, uh, yeah, there, there are a lot of interesting things here. Also, um, mm -hmm. why developers don't participate on Stack Overflow. Oh yeah, why developers? Why do developers visit Stack Overflow? Uh, well, there's also why yeah. don't developers participate yeah? on Stack Overflow? Why don't? Um, and it says that oh, over twenty percent of respondents said they have never participated on Stack Overflow. Um, many respondents said their question already had answers, so they felt no need. Mm. Um, that makes sense. I mean, you, you go to the site to find an answer, yeah. and then you find it, and you're, you're done. So, um, know what you should do. But there's also there's also people who say that um, including lack of, of English proficiency um, was also a factor that why they didn't uh, participate. I mean, yeah, you're just not confident enough to be able to answer. Yeah. And yeah. I think a lot of people are also kind of harsh sometimes on Stack Overflow, so it makes sense. Uh, and yeah. it's especially interesting if you uh, scroll down a bit to developers' perspectives by gender, um, you can kind of see a few keywords. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it is. So more, wait, let's see. So for from women, wait, what? So comments from women, uh, include a lot of wor words like condescending, uh, nicer, rude, dumb, assholes, a friendlier. What? It's, it's kind of wow. weird. Um, while uh, uh, men uh, use like the words uh, force, bounty, expert, algorithm, complex, official, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, I I'm not sure how to read this. It's, it says relative use from women compared to men. So that's words they use in responses. Yes. Really? Um, yeah. It says here the aspects of Stack Overflow that respondents would like to oh to change exhibit differences across the demographic. Developer who are men are more likely to want change in official site rules. What? Ah, there we go. While developers who are women are more likely to want to change norms for communication on our site. Yeah. Uh, so they they're um like they're emotional feelings yeah. of what the what what should change on the website right so more women are uh thinking that comments i think comments uh are kind of rude and condescending mm -hmm. on stack overflow and men are more focused on uh well like uh algorithms yeah. and complexity so they want they want more i think more technical uh, technical yeah. yeah and more accurate uh, answers yeah it's kind of cool. It also says something about bounty, so I think that yeah. more, a lot of people are willing to pay for an, a good answer. On the other hand, what's the percentage of females using this website? Uh, the percentage of females using this website? Because I'm pretty sure what you're seeing here is also the biased thing. Is A lot of the guys who yeah. are on Stack Overflow, they contribute to Stack Overflow constantly, and they want all these changes. Mm. <laughs> To uh, have their profile be more 
qualitative, uh, like to have a better quality website. Mm. And females who visit this website, they probably don't contribute as much. Their percentage is lower in, in the first place. So they want to use the website to have their answers answered, uh, mm. their questions answered. Yeah. While the males uh, who responded to this specific questions, mm. uh, they are they are they are the people who are answering. So yeah, that makes sense. They don't care if they're condescending. They just want uh-huh. their they want people banned, and they want uh, they want bounties. <laughs> yes, I think that's what you're seeing because there's no guy who's who, who wants uh, you know to have less confusing answers i mean there there definitely is otherwise it would be you know i think this should also be weighted by gender but i don't think this is this is not weighted by gender right no relative use from well, maybe it is compared to me, i don't know i don't know how this this thing works it, it's just i think i'll take these answers with a grain of salt mm-hmm. because uh if females were also part of the same you know same um group who are answering this question mm-hmm. they're not the same type of group same yeah. type of people they're probably consumers the others are producers of answers mm. yeah but yeah i think i'm not 100% sure but i mean that makes sense to me <laughs> um let's see what else do we got um what was also interesting is um like frameworks, I guess. I don't know. I'm not really surprised by um, web frameworks. Yeah, web frameworks. I'm not really surprised by the um, results there. I mean, uh, jQuery is uh, the highest, mm. um, followed by React, um, Angular, ASP.NET, Express, and well, so on. Um, hey, Spring. What is Spring? I don't know. I do know that Drupal mm. only has 3.5%. So that's really low. Um, and especially if you look at, um, let's see, where was it? Most loved, dreaded, and wanted frameworks mm-hmm. uh, or languages, I mean. Um, let's see. Oh, here they are. Wasn't there something about uh, Drupal there? It dreaded, probably. Let's see, other frameworks and tools. I mean, yeah, if you look at other frameworks, libraries, and tools, um, there are other languages than just web. There's like Unity and uh, um, let's see, Unreal Engine, uh, Cry Engine, and stuff like that. So, so most loved, dreaded, and wanted other frameworks. Uh, let's see. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Okay. No, uh, wanted web frameworks. Mm. Uh huh. There's just so what much on this. Survey. Yeah, it, it's a lot to um, to go through. But uh, I, I mean, just look up the survey. It's really interesting. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's cool to see stuff like this. Um, yeah. Again, I, I also I agree that um, it's somewhat biased, right? Yeah, it is. Um, it would be cool to see something uh, a bit more or less biased, I guess. Yeah, I feel like I don't know if, if Google did this mm. and they were like they give you a, a tiny I don't know like Google credits or something, mm. uh, and they would post this on the Google search page like literally google.com or something mm. and then you would have a huge amount of responses and uh, a lot of different types of people people well i don't know yeah. i mean uh, stack overflow might have you know paid some ads on other websites 
um, saying like, yeah. hey, can you join our survey? Still, they have specifically chosen those websites, probably. Yeah, exactly. So th those, yeah, those fields. Mm. I don't know. Like, it, it's just hard. I, I would, I would prefer a blind survey mm. where that you don't even know who your respondents are, because these respondents are already let, let, like a few things that are, are true. They're already developers. Mm. Because why would they otherwise visit this website? Probably they are developers or interested in development. They are probably male. Mm -hmm. A huge amount of it is male. Uh, they probably, you know, are proficient enough to search for specific things to land on this website. So mm -hmm. they're already, uh, they know how to use uh, the search uh, engine like Google mm -hmm. to find results that will lead into answers on this website. Yeah. So there's a lot of... Uh, skills those people have the, a lot of uh, properties mm. those people have that will bias you know it, it, the whole survey will be biased in a specific way yeah and I'm not I'm not you know it's kind of hard for me to say yeah this is who we are as developers yes we we all know JavaScript almost mm. <laughs> we all know HTML I'm pretty sure if you would put this in a random I don't know a random big company yeah. it would be completely different yeah and also um uh, if you look at the geography uh, uh, statistics, uh, yeah, a, a huge chunk is just uh, US. US, US. Yeah, so it's not necessarily representative for a large part of the world. Mm -hmm. um, Stack Overflow is a US-based website, right? Yeah, and I mean, I don't know if there are other websites that, I mean, if I look at like Japan, for example, it has 0.4% usage yeah wh where are you looking right now uh when you go to developer profiles um there's a geography uh thingy uh-huh i see it here boop, boop, boop. at demographics or wait no geography ah yeah um oh there we go so it, it's a huge chunk it's just uh usa so yeah, th like the respondents to the survey yeah. are not represented well. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of... Um, uh, they should also do weighted by country and stuff. People, people who responded are pro probably also already have an, like a Stack Overflow account. So they are probably less yeah. likely that they're... Like one-time visitors or visitors mm -hmm. who just want an answer and yeah. they leave the website, yeah. they don't answer to this survey. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure so it's already a, a whole bunch of people yeah. who just you know are invested in Stack Overflow exactly. who who vote on this uh, stuff. Yeah, and in that in that way, it's fine that they call it state of stack mm. <laughs> and not state of development or something. Yeah, it's not, it's not a globally. Yeah, yeah, it's not a general uh, development survey. Mm. And you know, one other really big deterrent is the survey itself. The questions mm. they probably were in English. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So. You have to understand English. You have to know these frameworks to answer yeah. them. You yeah. know, there's a lot of things that I think... And it's also probably yeah. pretty technical wording yeah. uh, for a lot of stuff. Um, Still, as a web developer, I think you can find interesting information here. Yeah, and I think we should just uh, check it out. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll put the link in the descriptions. Um, yeah, thanks for listening. And watching. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, just, you know... It, it's it's a cool indication to what to do. Yeah, uh, I feel like that's all it is. Yeah, I I, uh, I, I personally prefer the state of the uh, survey. Yeah, but um, 
it's still uh, interesting. Yeah. See you guys later. Yeah. Thanks for uh, w watching and listening. And uh, we'll uh, see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.